Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, October 20th. This is episode 99. Aww. I'm Tony. I'm Dennis. Wow, we've almost hit 100 episodes. Almost. It's taken us years. Are we doing anything special for the 100th episode? (laughs) Maybe we should talk about that. That's probably a conversation we should have. Maybe it was probably a conversation we should have had a while ago. But it's really just a number. It's just a number. And I don't want to do like a please send in a bunch of audio clips because that's what everyone does now, apparently. Yeah. It feels so clony, especially coming off of straight down the middles video just clips. Just done theirs. Yeah. yeah no, that, we'll, uh. We don't want to steal their ideas because then we'll, we'll never hear the end of it. Hmm. I will, di- I will disclose. We had, and this, we did start this months ago. We, Attempted to secure an artist to do a new shirt design. It wasn't going to be specifically branded for episode 100, but we were going to launch it in conjunction with episode 100. Uh, there have been delays on the artist's end that yeah. had to push that back, even though we thought we were penciled in to get it done back in September. So we had, we gave plenty of lead time, but just some unforeseen things have happened. So I can't even confirm that it will happen, at least with the same artist. At this point, I don't know. I've left it up to them to, yeah. to see if it, I was like, I'm not going to stress about trying to find a new artist. I checked in with one other and uh, there was less than a month ago. So yeah. There was no it, way. It could, yeah, couldn't be done. Sense. Couldn't be done. So, um, so that was going to be the thing, but now I don't have the thing most likely, unless I'm surprised in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I don't know what we're going to do for the next episode. We, I don't know. we do something fun. Um, but I don't, I wasn't planning on bringing in a particular guest or anything. So if people have ideas, write in at eclectickamerspodcast at gmail.com. We're more than happy to reach out to someone if yeah, they want to want to come on. I mean, do something. Can, yeah, I don't know. Jason's episode we did last week, uh, last time, yeah. episode ninety eight, and that's been above our average in terms of plays. I looked this morning at the stats. Jason's got he's got them thousands of Nap Arcade fans. Yeah, he's got all those people. I mean. They're like, oh, we don't have to listen to Tony. Let's we get to hear Dennis. They talk still to got to listen. They got. To, they still listen to you. You you two talked all about the video games. The games, yeah, about the video games. And we're going to talk more about video. Well, at least about one video game maker. Yeah, <laughs> it's been an interesting couple of weeks. But yeah. let's go ahead and uh, and get going with our introduction. So, what's been going on, Tony? I've been working around the house. Mm. We've been doing cleaning, some reorganizing. Yeah, you're hosting a game at, night. I'm soon. hosting a game night next, next week. week. Uh, we're doing some other stuff. We've got, um, oh, what do you call the little paint swatches all over the house because we're looking at repainting. Oh, okay. So we've got them kind of spread all over the house to decide how we want to repaint the house oh. uh, interiors. And we've been doing a lot of organizing. I've completely redone my computer desk to create a... Um, working area so I can start painting models uh, again mm. and putting stuff together because like I talked before I did pick up the rule book for kill team and I'm looking and I picked up uh, some models to build a kill team and I've also found a local group that does is still doing war machine uh, so I'm thinking about I might bring some of my war machine guys in and start working on painting them some more and possibly getting the uh, rule books for that so, I've been doing just lots of organizational stuff and getting. Well, it's a complete rearrange. My 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 computer my computer desk is completely different. I basically flipped. I left the TV where it was, but 
I have the whole other side that used to be where I'd set up my laptop and everything is now uh, set up for painting. Which, I mean, I can still you put my laptop there, but it's just, I've, that's where I've got all my painting mat and all my supplies and stuff laid out. So, other than that, it's just been paying the bills. Mm. Yes, always the bills. The uh, I do have a correction from the last episode. No. Yes. yes no. There was one. There was one. Uh, Wayne S. Uh, contacted me and informed me that my statement about Archer being in a wide-body cabinet was not right. Oh, it was in a Congo cabinet, which is a standard body game. Uh, but what he, I think he thought I might have been thinking of was Archer was actually about three inches deeper because what a, a standard today with Stern. Yeah. Is shallower than what that was, Ooh. so so there was a there was a difference there, but it's not a wide body. But it's not a wide body. It wasn't a wide body. Okay. So I was wrong about that. So correction noted. Uh, the as a lot of the listeners probably know, I co-host regularly on this week in pinball podcast. They the did only episodes worth listening to. I wouldn't say that. I would. Others have yes, <laughs> but I but, <laughs> but I I would not say that the um. Uh, Market Trends t-shirt. They finally released that. Does not have my face on it. It has a silhouette of what one could assume is my face doing an action, the face palm, that I do perform whilst recording to it quite a bit. Well, which is understandable. Completely. Yeah, and it's got a whole bunch of catchphrases that have been said a lot by either Zach Minnie, the regular main host, or myself throughout all the episodes that we've done. So I do have a link in the show notes if anyone wants to order one. Um, there's also, by the way, I believe, at least I checked this morning, there's a coupon code related to Pinball Expo that's still working. It's Expo 2019, EXPO 2019. It does get you 20% off, I think, on any of the products on the, on the Silverball Swag site, which is where the shirts are Silver sold. Silverball Swag. I have the, I have the link, you know, fitting with my, uh, my low cost philosophy. My link in the show notes is to the cheapest version of the shirt. But there's a long or a three quarter sleeve version, and there's also a, a higher three quarter sleeve version. Yeah, what? I think that's what it's listed as. Wouldn't a three quarter? It's sleeve... capris for your arms. Uh, it's like it's like it becomes like halfway between your elbow and your. I wrist. guess so. I don't. Like, I don't buy. Yay! Look at me. Yeah, I don't. I don't like long sleeve t shirts, or I get, and so I, I assume I wouldn't like capri t shirts either. So <laughs> maybe it's for those people with the okay. big forearm tattoos, so it comes down and covers their elbow, but they can well, still show off their forearm tattoos. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you just be like me. I'm always showing off my dagger and blade and glaive tattoos because I just wear a regular short sleeve shirt. That's how I intimidate people. Oh God, I'm, I've already, yeah, no, I'm definitely getting. You need a crawl glaive tattoo. <laughs> they had crawl. I heard they had and crawl. I saw pictures. It looks cool. It does. It's a wide body, so I'd probably hate it, but it does look fun. You know, when I first got into pinball and I learned there was a crawl because I loved crawl. Yes, it was one of my favorite fantasy movies yes. as a kid, and have I have it on it recently. DVD. I have not. It probably does not hold up. Well. Probably not. But, but I have watched it as an adult, so I don't think it would change too much for me. <laughs> versus what I recall but but uh, when I first got into pinball and I heard that there was a crawl game I thought oh I would probably like to try and get that one and then I was oh yeah they made 10 yeah of which I think two are confirmed destroyed yeah so anyway still you could get the nice you, that people you, had you, could, you should get the crawl glaive get the crawl glaive as a tattoo you should mm. you know a good tattoo artist so I do yeah 
Well, you have a contact who knows. Oh, I have a con- I have, I have contacts in all yeah. the industries. You have a contact who knows a good tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. You yeah. should. You should get a big old like right up on your shoulder. <laughs> shoulder glaive. Yeah. What? Not not the barbed wire wrapped around the bicep. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think anyone's done that before. If you want to. <laughs> You know, what you should do is on one shoulder, get the glaive from uh, Kroll, and then on the other shoulder, get an actual glaive. (laughs) (laughs) Sun's out, glaive's out. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that'll be really high on my priority list. Um, Let's see what else. I wonder if I can get you a gift certificate. No. No. A tattoo gift certificate. Speaking of gifts, someone gifted themselves my daddy's Jurassic Park because they came and bought it. So I sold <laughs> that off. Buck Rogers is now in my lineup. I haven't taken a photo because Buck Rogers' back glass is still out at BG Resto. So yeah. I don't want to take a picture of a bunch of LEDs just sitting there. <laughs> um, just blinding it. Yep. I'm still trying to sell Sharkies and uh, Silver Slugger. I did finally list them on pin side. My last step before I do any sort of like consideration of price reduction is to throw them on Craigslist, but I didn't want the spam. So I, I start small, start local, and then I right. just sort of expand it out. I've had a number of people contact me, but they're all trying to haggle the prices down. I'm like, on both or just one? on both? No, oh, well, on that's both. good. But you, you, your price isn't bad no, on either of them. It's just people looking for a deal, which is fine. Um, but I'm a, uh, no, because I'm not desperate. So I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you a DMD game for under $2,000, not one that's working from start. So, right, right. No, so, I, that's wah, wah, sorry. Um, so what's the what's been your worst lowball price on each? On each, uh, n- nothing's been obscene. The lowest offer that I've had on Silver Slugger was nine hundred. Oh, that's not bad. Not too bad because it's listed at twelve fifty. Yeah. And the lowest offer on Sharkies was fifteen hundred. That's a little low. It's low, but it's not like insulting. That's not like insulting. That's not like me telling you I got five hundred bucks in my pocket. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, no one's no one's done anything but that extreme. Yeah. So yeah, no. Nine for silver is not bad. No, no, I don't think it's too. I mean, the the thing that I for me the reason why I wouldn't jump at say nine because it's an amazing game. Oh well, it's a fun game, and it's okay. Well. This is 1990. You're, it's multi-ball. Your competition system 11 games of which you're going to be starting with like a working high speed at around $1,600. Mm-hmm. So I'm already several hundred dollars less than the lowest price system 11s outside of the hated ones, which are still probably over a thousand. So except maybe millionaire and bugs button. So saying those two aside, they're all over a thousand dollars. So I'm sitting there with a game that's more advanced than most of the System Eleven games, mm-hmm. but it is a premiere, so I'm not surprised that there's low interest. Yeah, so that's. The thing. I don't need to sell all three of the games. I was just trying to clear some space. My goal was really to move two, and then I'll probably delist whatever one I still have and keep it. But any yeah. trade offers? Yes, I did have someone contact me offering to do a trade of a Phantom of the Opera for the Sharkies. I don't know if there'd be cash as well. Uh, I don't really care yeah. for the gameplay on Phantom of the... It might arguably be Daddy's best art package, but I don't think it's a very... I don't think it's a, a great game. So yeah. the scream gets annoying on that. So, yeah, I had a trade offer for that. I've had a few other people ask about trades, but not follow up when I've said, yeah, if you've got a Walking Dead, we'll talk. But that's the only one I've thrown out there as an option for trade. If you've got a Walking Dead, we'll talk. I've got cash. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's so, an obvious. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, I could buy a Walking Dead with cash outright, but if someone wanted to do, like, me give them a game plus cash, I'm more, yeah. be more than happy to entertain that, but no one's proposed that yet. So, so you hear, that's what that's the proposal Dennis wants, Walking Dead plus cash. Yeah, I mean, I have a few other... Like, like I said, he'll give games. you cash, not you'll give right, him no, cash. Not, yeah. Neither of my game. Both of those games combined wouldn't command a Walking Dead value at Pro with no mods. So, <laughs> I, I also must be realistic. So, because, I mean, what, what are we looking at the pricing of... Uh, uh, you know, depends how used it is, but I mean, Walking Dead with no mods, a pro model, forty five hundred, I'd say, you know, somewhere in that in that neighborhood. So, and obviously, my two games added together are barely over three thousand, right? So, based off of how I've priced them. So, anyway, so those, uh, so we're still trying to move a couple of those, and it's like tournament season. Every fall is tournament season for us. There was a tournament Everybody's last weekend, stuff. which we didn't make it to. And there's a tournament this next week, which we're not going to make it to. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a tournament yesterday. There was a tournament yesterday, which we did make it which to. Which we did make it This is one of our regular tournaments right. on top of all the other tournaments. So the we, pizza, the, the, the special yes, pizza, the pizza of the day the was pizza West like covered tournament. in artichokes and spinach, so I just couldn't do it. Yes, and when you told me that, I knew I couldn't try it either because I don't like artichokes. Yeah. I've tried that one before. I, I just can't. It's the artichokes and stuff. I just can't. And I actually don't care much for spinach on pizza. Not really. So. Spinach, like, like I'm not a big fan of cooked spinach, period. No, no, no. Like, not. spinach and salad and stuff, I love. But, like, like, like a it's salad best with a bunch wrong. of, like, baby spinach and it's stuff. It's like cooked lettuce. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. It's like I had a really good soup recipe once that, that involved, it was, like, awesome. And then they wanted you to add like a pound and a half of kale and it turned into crap because kale is disgusting. Yeah, people just want kale to be regular or something. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> the exact same recipe using cabbage instead, much better. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Pizza West was fun and we did that. Mm-hmm. So, That's all you got to say about that? Yep. Yep. That's all you got to say about that? Yep. Okay. So let's go to the pinball segment. Expo 2019. How'd you do at Pizza West, Dennis? I did fine. Did okay. Well, we're in the pinball segment now. We're not in the intro segment. But this is still, but it's pinball related. How'd you do, Dennis? I got a I got a pizza, a bacon cheeseburger pizza. Which I know. Don't I normally had the exact get. same pizza. I know, and that made me feel like you copied me and made me. Except sad. for I ordered mine first because I was yelling at you across the floor for what you wanted. <sighs> it took them like ten minutes to come to the table. It, it did. Was, I I get it that we were there early and it was still like four fifteen and the but yeah. still it takes them like twenty minutes. Well, the problem the problem was is our waiter didn't come on didn't, didn't come actually online. clock in until uh, after we were already there. Okay. Well, so, he seemed to know. Yeah, so. but. Yeah, Man, so that's you're terrible at this dodging it thing. What? No, I think I dodged it pretty well. You, you dodged it pretty well. Okay. Yes. Tony's, uh, Tony's dragging that out because okay. I finally actually won a tournament for once. There you go. Yeah. You won a tournament. I did. So that was nice. Um, at win. Golf class. Yeah, I was trying. I, you know, sometimes the, the stuff's a blur. I think I only lost one game, period, the entire time, which was very di- obviously yeah. very yeah, different. Yeah, you never left the winner's bracket. No, I did not. And so one, yeah, one person, I, as far as I can remember, my, I think my second or third round, one person took me to three games, but otherwise it was just two and outs for everyone. And so, which is very different for me. Yeah. Uh, Dennis ate his even, yesterday. Even my best performances in head to head play have always been fighting through the loser's bracket to try and get third or second mm-hmm. possibly. But yeah, so I, I've shed my, I'm always finally a bride. Not You're just a finally a bro. Got a little, got me my little Pizza wow. West trophy, so I can retire from Pizza West circuit. I think that's what well, that, that's the at best the stage thing to do. because it's like 
Go out See, what you should do is you should just show up next month with like a crown and a cape on and just why <laughs> and bring your own chair and set and set it on top of the other chair. So it's like a big throne. You're just mm-hmm. sitting there and you're just watching them play. And then you can hand it all off to the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I need my I need my walkout music. Hmm. What would be? I don't know. See, because I know what I, I know what my walkout music would be, but it's nothing anybody's ever going to have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Well, think about that. If you've got any good ideas for Dennis's walkout music, <laughs> go ahead and let us know. Or not. X going to give it to you. Always a solid choice. Mm. Then going to give it to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back now. So, X Fun. Fun's over. That's right. Serious. Big serious. Serious time. That's right. Serious space. It was okay. all seriousness at Pizza West last night, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now serious. Pinball Expo. That's been happening while we were at Pizza West enjoying our hand rolled pizza crust while playing. Yes. Some of the latest and most popular Stern titles. There were people getting to play a bunch of the new and old at Pinball Expo. I do have a link in the show notes to the article that Pinball News has about Expo. That article is like a hub article. So it's, there are links to ones that were done for each day and they recorded the seminars and they're on YouTube. Nice. At least I think they may all be on YouTube. As of our recording right now, I believe Expo is still going, but just the tournament. That's all that's happening right now. So, and people surviving the Lord poison. Yes. So, anyway, so if you're interested in seeing the seeing the seminars or reading up on what happened at Pinball Expo, looking at some of the photos, there are a lot of photos with those articles. Go over to Pinball News, follow our link, and, and take a look at it. Uh, we're going to start talking about a few items that are related to pinball now. Most of these, really other than the Jersey Jack uh, Wonka collectors, I think, were revealed at Expo. That predates it a little bit. But yeah. Most of it. So I just wanted to mention that Pinball Expo has been going on. Uh, it sounds like it, it went really well. Like, I think we've touched on, you know, years ago on this show that Pinball Expo is, was sort of seen as the dying event. Uh, and I'm still at the stage where I'd probably argue that TPF is the new expo and that has so. not shifted. But with the change in management, uh, where Rob Burke has consolidated, like expo is just his and he's not sharing it anymore. Yeah. It, it seems that things are getting a lot better with expo. I heard that there was a lot of the vendors were happier last year and it sounds like there were a lot of games this year. And that's been one of the complaints that Expo has been fielding the game selection. I'm not sure that it's TPF levels of games, but they Uh, have, they have access to some, I, again, scrolling through the pinball news article, there were a lot of photos of solid state games that I've never seen before. Like games from Ender games from Playmatic. So foreign games. See, That's good. That's nice. It's nice to know that they're returning from there because they were, you know, being, Expo and Expo's history. You would think Expo would be the big thing. And it, I don't even know if you would have put it in the top two. Yeah. The nice thing about Expo is uh, it has a leg up over any other place just for the fact that it's near where so many people who work in the industry live. Right. So it should be easy to get them there. It's like they're just day trips at worst. Right. Like I think Spooky Pinball's like two and a half hours away. That's like us running down to Wichita. It's right. nothing. You wouldn't want to do it all the time, but 
It's yeah. not a big yeah. deal. It's not a big deal. I mean, if there to was go a and... big convention down in Wichita some weekend, I'd go down to, yeah, go to sure. Wichtown for sure. I've thought about I've thought about days. going down sometime to do one of their monthly pinball tournaments. I considered it. The main thing that stops me is the two and a half hours drive back at night. Right. I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's deer season. So <laughs> I've already I've already lost two car to deer. So I just, <laughs> I just uh, you know, I'm a little, little gun shy when when it comes to to the breeding season. Um so speaking of breeding, <laughs> gun shy when it comes to breeding season, and I start and this is a hun- family family and it's hunting season too. Everybody. Thus tying back into gun, <laughs> double entendre gun. I, I was really proud of that one. Um, yeah, we haven't had any profanes yet. We're doing good. My notepad is relatively sparse on the uh, on the edits. Um, but speaking of gun shy, haggis pinball, a manufacturer we. Maybe mentioned, mentioned once, yeah, like like, <laughs> like in passing. Yes. So fine. I think at one time we went through a list of all the little startups, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I think the yeah. only time we were going to mention anything. So there have for those that only get their pinball news from us. Uh, one, what's bro- wrong with you? Yes, broaden your horizons. And two, uh, they've been working on a game called Celts for quite a while. That wasn't actually the first game that Haggis announced they were going to do. They announced a very straight faced like horror game i believe i don't even remember the name of it anymore it's been so long since i mentioned it because they made it clear relatively early on that the first game to actually be revealed publicly would be celts that has now happened so we have uh photos in our notes that we're looking at you can go online and uh and see some imagery i don't have a link in the show notes to it but just check uh, any of the pinball enthusiast groups on facebook yeah. and your or go to pinside and i'm sure you'll be able to find photos of Celts, but it's let the games begin. Yes, so I'm guessing this is basically the the it kind of, almost with, with the phrase "let the games begin." It makes me think of the Scottish games, right? Where you're doing the caber toss and things like that. Um, it's very cartoon esque with the art. With I mean, you see a lot of uh, yeah. Celts and various garbs with funny faces going on. Uh, purple seems to be the main uh, motif of the color scheme. Like everything revolves around purple with green. Yeah, I think that's a good safe way to say it. Um, so I guess we should just make some comments about it. Uh, it's not a fan layout. It's a it appears to be a three flipper game. The center of the play field has the the main toy. This is a, it's a single level game. There, I don't see any. No, I don't see any. I didn't see any ramps or anything. Uh-uh. Uh, it's got a center horseshoe, which is very reminiscent of Silver Ball Mania to me. Uh, but the, there's a, like a razorback head there. With a mohawk. Yes, with a mohawk, as, as the, as the razorbacks often have. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of, it, it's in the middle of the horseshoe, so. Like, it's got targets to the side of it. It's, I assume you shoot the ball, and it looks like it's a scoop or yeah, something. Yeah, it looks like so, a scoop. So, you shoot the ball there, and that seems to be the, the main toy. The flipper, the upper flipper is on the left, up above, just above the horseshoe. And it's interesting, because they've got the orbit shot, and it's on the inside of the orbit shot. So, it's near where the pop bumpers are, and it seems to be designed to be able to fire over and hit some stand-up targets over on the right-hand side of the upper portion of Excuse me, of the upper portion of the playfield. So 
uh, fairly unique single level design, which I, I like. think it looks interesting because I enjoy single level designs. I'd like to see how it flows and moves. Yeah, I mean, based off of the layout, and I didn't watch any video of this. I think I saw one reference to some preliminary video, but this is still prototype. I mean, we don't have caps on the pop bumpers. Looks like it's a two pop bumper game up top, um, where it's got a triple. Uh, triple top lane that sort of feeds into that area of the pops. The pops are kind of skewed on the left-hand side. And then you've got those stand-ups that that upper flipper is supposed to access over on the right. Uh, I do not like Silver Ball Mania's horseshoe. Okay. Because it's it flows well. It's too easy to hit. And it's worth way too many points. So I don't know yet whether or not this horseshoe is going to be worth too many points. And it's too... It's not the same horse... I mean... The geo- I'm not saying the geometry is the same as Silver Ball, so I'm not saying this one will be a problem. Right. But that's my initial concern with having a horseshoe that close. I mean, it's in the middle of the playfield, so I, I don't know yet if that's going to be an issue or not. Um, screens. This does have an LCD screen, very stern reminiscent in terms of size, in the back box. And then, as you noted, Tony, something along the lines of, what, a 9-inch tablet? It looks like, it looks like about a 9-inch tablet or an 8-inch tablet screen. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the mid- between the slings, think a la highway pinball designs, yeah. and I like that. That was one of the I things I liked about. I, it. I really liked the highway. Did. And another thing that I, I that I really like is I liked it on the speaker covers. They've got little Celtic knots cutting into the speaker covers. Mm, yes, that's that's very thematic and pretty cool. So I enjoy that. What are your initial thoughts? I mean, just about the look, I guess. I mean, just the look. I mean, the layout, like you were saying, being a single lay- level with a little. The way it's set up, I'm interested to see how it plays. Um, that's the big thing. It's how it goes. I don't know. The art being kind of cartoony, I think it's very, it's fine for what it is. I immediately laughed at the wizard guy with his little lazy mm. eye and this and that. It looks like screaming at the kids to get off his lawn type thing. Uh, but no, it looks like a, it, the, the art package is kind of very fun, screamy. Yeah, I don't, I actually don't like the art. Uh, it's not like a, it's just not the style that I prefer. Let, yeah. me, let me phrase it that way. Like, this seems cohesive. It doesn't, like, one of my initial reactions of Oktoberfest is it just seemed like a, a vomit of color everywhere. Right. This doesn't have no. that issue. It's just, I'm not a big fan of this cartoony the style. Cartoony style. That makes but, sense. But, that being, you know, that's just going to be a personal taste. The, the layout stuff, I am really interested in this decision of, like these kickout scoops, there are two that I know of. There's that, there's that Razorback one, mm-hmm. but those, those stand-up targets in the upper right that that left flipper shoots yeah. above them. That's another one that feeds that little castle toy. Oh, nice! So that's different from that is different. Uh, I mean, we don't really tend to see scoops on single level games, mostly because they seem to come about a bit later. That used to be back around. Well, you've seen my single yeah. level games. It's usually uh, kickout holes, saucers, basically. Yeah. Uh, so this is different, and so I'm curious about. Yeah, I'm curious about how this would play. I do it, like the little castle toy. It's just, yeah, it's just a no, nice, simple little I cool think, thing. I think this is a sort of this is a style of game I've been really curious about. If there's a market for, uh, obviously price price is playing a, yeah. a playing a big thing into it. But in theory, as big as the hobby is now, I would think that there would be demand for games with 
fun, flowy designs that don't have to have all the trappings of wire forms, you know, habit trails and ramps everywhere, uh, possibly a shallower rule set. Again, we're not commenting on the rules here because we don't, know. we don't know what the final product of it will be. My understanding is at Expo, they did start to talk about what they plan to do with the rules. So I don't, and I didn't hear that. So right. I'm not going to opine on how deep they're going to be, but I've, Still lean towards thinking that there would be a market for something that just isn't as deep, but you got to price it accordingly. That's going to be the big thing. Is is it? I mean, if this is, you know, if it plays, if it shoots really well, it's really smooth, and uh, the rules aren't super deep, and then they want ten thousand dollars for it. It doesn't matter, right? But if you had something like this, but unlike Star Wars, the pen had. Coin door on it and had it be fully operatable mm-hmm. and have it at four thousand. I think there's, I think there's movement. Do you really think this pen will be four thousand dollars? No, I. In fact, I think they may have commented on the planned price, and it's not. Okay, I think, but I didn't write it down, so I can't promise. Yeah, no, there's no way this is four thousand. Too small of a manufacturer to be able to achieve that economy of scale. Right. Plus, I don't think they're going to be building a playfield out of MDF. Which is what the Star Wars pin did. Right. No, my my. I mean, my guess would be. I think it's going to be around six. That was what I was thinking. Round six. Yeah. Give or take 500 probably. Yes, I think. It's going to so be right. between 55 and 65. I, I remember this is an Australian company too. So. 6,500 Australian so is like get, getting it, cents. getting it over here to us because I'm assuming they're going to build them in Australia. Yeah. There's going to be, you know, just like they have to pay to get yeah. stuff from us. We have to pay to get stuff from them. We'll see. Um, like I said, it's, it's fine. It look, it looks like, it looks interesting. I, I'm interested to see how it plays. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am too. So, good job to them so far, from what I've seen. It's got me intrigued, and intriguement is the name of the game. Or not. Speaking of intriguing, let's talk about Black Knight's Sword of Rage. The game's been out for a Yay. while now. It's fun. I enjoy it, it quite is. a lot. Uh, they have a topper now. What about the Star Wars topper? I don't know about the Star Wars topper. I thought that was going to be Stern's big... I thought, what would they be willing to reveal at Expo? And I thought, maybe finally the Star Wars topper. No. no at least not not from what I've seen. I haven't seen anything about them revealing the Star Wars <laughs> topper. But what they were able to reveal is a Black Knight sort of rage topper. I have a link in the show notes to a video of it in action. Basically, to describe it verbally, we've got... A couple of flaming castle gates on the left and right side of the topper. Mm-hmm. And in between is the Black Knight's helmet. And when the game, whenever he speaks in the game, his, the helmet's eyes glow and the head moves like he's talk. he's, you know, he's talking yeah. is what's happening. He's talking when the game talk has him talk. That's awesome. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. That, that, that's awesome. Uh, it's not listed in the Stern store as of this morning. I looked because I was trying to find the price. Because I know someone had commented somewhere that saying after seeing it, they thought Stern would probably try and price this at six hundred. Looking at it, Stern, uh, yeah, but would, I bet they will. would you? If you already owned a Black Knight, would you pay six hundred for it? Would you pay six hundred for it? Assuming you already own a Black Knight, I think in the end, no. But I'd probably give it a long, hard talk, think. I give it a long, hard, long, hard think. If it looks as good in person as it does in the thing with the moving and the talking and stuff. Okay. But I still think no. So far, I don't think they've priced any topper above 500. So, like, I think the Game of Thrones topper was 500 and it had motion. So to me, this shouldn't be more than 500. See, at five, I could see it. 
And I probably wouldn't spend even four, but I'm not a topper person. Right. <laughs> I have a low ceiling, so where I line up my games. So anyway, uh, but yeah, no, it looks really, really cool. So that good job on Stern for the topper. Um, speaking of toppers, Medieval Madness remake, Chicago Gaming Company. Uh, it's more than just a topper, but they have unleashed their new iteration of the MMR, as we often abbreviate it. Um, so there are three main things that are different, at least as an option. They're not There's still the three models that are available, and I think the top-end model is a $10,000 full Monty edition, but there's they've got their in-between model, the, what do they call it, the SE where you can get right. where you can get most of the stuff, and then they still have the classic edition CE, uh, which is the one that's most authentic to the original Medieval Madness. So the new expanded stuff. One is the screen. They finally have the large ex- expanded display size, like we've seen with Attack from Mars remake and right. Monster Bash remake. Uh, for those that don't know, when they first re- their first remake was Medieval Madness, they didn't do the larger screen. They just did the enhanced resolution dots. Uh, but they didn't actually have it any bigger. Attack from Mars was the first with them to have it bigger. Well, now we can have a screen size that size. With... And I love that Attack from Mars screen. Yes. I, I prefer the larger screen on the Chicago Gaming remakes. It's one of the yes. reasons why I would rank a remake higher than an original. Yep. Is I just, it looks better. It does. It's, it but looks without, so much with the enhanced better. resolution, it makes sense to have an enhanced size. I could see why a, a bigger, if it was still dots, it would probably just look stupid. But right. it looks fine with the enhanced resolution. So they've got that going on. Uh, RGB lighting. So that's color changing lighting. The, the, uh, the issue. I'm trying to remember. Did they do? I don't know if they did the color changing RGB with Attack from Mars. They did it with Monster Bash though, and and so given that, I think the it was really popular with Monster Bash. The Monster Bash at the 403 Club it has the RGB color right. changing. Right, it looks nice. It's nice. So I, I'm not as <clears throat> excited about color changing lighting personally, but for a lot of people, they really like the effect. So I get that. Uh, and then there's a new topper. It's awesome. It's, I don't believe there's any motion with it, but it's a detailed sculpt. It's a super detailed sculpt. So it's a detailed sculpt, sculpt like you want out of a figurine. Right. And it's got lighting, like color changing lighting effect stuff going on with it. So I have a link in the show notes over to Pinball Supernova, which includes. They've got a lot of good pictures and some yes. videos. Yeah. The, and the videos are like a slide. Each, there are two videos, one that shows off the topper and one that shows off the larger screen with the RGB lighting. And they're just really like still slideshows. Right. So you get a good sense of what it, what it looks like in various states. So yeah, I think this is going to probably get them a good little kick in sales I on think so. Madness. I mean, it's, you know, one of the most collectible games. It, it has been for a long time. It's what convinced Chicago Gaming to keep doing more remakes. It's now the version, of, it's now the version of Medieval Madness I want. It is. I'm unsurprised at your statement of that. <laughs> mm. So, so that's exciting. Speaking of excitement, though, Tony. Now this predates Expo a little bit. This is my last, uh, my kind of pinball news stuff <clears throat> to get us all caught up. Jersey Jack pinball. They have finally. Revealed the collector's oh, edition. I'm so happy for of Willy people. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I hope they're so happy with what they got because we've been waiting a long time. Yeah, it's been people been asking where the where the release information is for at least six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's been I think surprising to a lot of people, and I don't know the reasons for the delay. I always initially assumed that it was 
much like Pirates of the Caribbean CE, which had a completely different playfield look right. to it, that that was probably the holdup because of art approvals, you know, to get a whole new yeah. set of looks and stuff. Well, I do have a link in the show notes to Jersey Jack. They have a, a Facebook video, mm-hmm. which walks through all of this. This is what is in the CE version of Willy Wonka. These lines, what I'm going to now say, these are f- stated, written out on the video. Okay, I, that, so this is direct from this Jersey is how Jack. The, yes, this, this is, is as yes. true as Jersey Jack can be. Okay. So, custom cabinet art radcals, which are the, you know, they're yeah, they're the uh, side stuff or whatnot. Yeah. Um, custom playfield art with sparkle highlights. Color changing topper synchronized with gameplay. Cabinet bottom lighting. Autographed plaque. And there are several autographs. I didn't list which all they are. Yeah. The design team, basically. Uh, mirrored back glass with custom artwork. Candy red armor, trim, legs, and wire forms. Interior cabinet decals with custom artwork. And custom game speech by Julie Don Cole, who played Veruca Salt. So, now I'm done quoting from the video. Okay. Now, Tony, in our show notes, I've thrown in a couple of pictures. One where you can get a look at the side of the cabinet, back box, and the front on of the translite, including the topper on the CE, followed by what the LE looks like, so you have that for comparison purposes. I also have a picture of the entire playfield on the CE and the playfield on the LE. So again, you can do a comparison. So, given all of this, I don't... I guess I was going to say, where do you want to start? Let's start at the top. Alright, at the top. At the top bur. Okay. What are your thoughts on the topper? I don't like it. After the last two toppers we just talked about, this is some weak, weak stuff. Weak sauce. I mean, they came. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Stern brought their A game. Chicago <laughs> Pinball brought their A game. Jersey Jack said, "Hey, didn't we tell them they'd have a topper? Quick, what have you got? You got fifteen minutes? Let's just yes, let's just do something real quick. I mean, it, this is like." This is definite C game topper compared to the two yeah. you just. I'm seen. trying to, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm looking something up because I'm trying to remember what the, there's a term that Stern has used that they used on their, uh, on Deadpool for a certain type of plastic that, that's what the topper reminds me of. But, but go, go, yeah. on, go on while I continue to look. I, 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 it, it, it looks like we've got, we've got the, the really, really awesome, uh, like fancy figuring sculpts on the medieval madness that look amazing. <clears throat> Stern for, for Black Knight is, you know, the motion talking to you, t- direct tie into the game. And this looks like a piece of plexiglass with some colors and some changing lights that shine up through it. That's, that is not a good combo compared to what has just recently come out for someone who just spent 12-5 on machine. Mm. But, oh, that's, that's fine. <clears throat> that's cool. It's a topper. There you go. Topper people are going to be happy. People who don't care about toppers aren't going to care. I mean, that's a pretty obvious thing. Stepping down, we'll go down and we'll look at, like, the translites. And it's the exact same Willy Wonka face that's a lot, that's everywhere. It's on the DVDs. It's on the, every single 
face of Willy Wonka everywhere on any of these machines. It's the exact same face. It's the exact, it's all, it's the same. Whatever. <laughs> I, it's a yeah. tiny little thing. It, it's just that tiny little, cause it, it, it's got the big nice monitor that takes most of it up. It's there. In all honesty, I like the LE better with the, the one with the kids over just the spiral. I like the LEs better, but it's fine. Uh, we'll come down and we'll look at the cabinet art. Now here, I prefer the LE, I prefer the CE's cabinet art. I like, I like the background. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's this exact same wonk and the exact same pose you see everywhere on this machine. That's being a dead horse. We've talked about it so many times because it's just so lazy that it's always the exact same wonk everywhere. And it annoys me very much on the art package. But with the background changes there compared to the LE, I like it. It looks good. The armor, trim, legs, wire forms, all that stuff in that candy apple red looks amazing. That candy apple red is awesome. Um, yeah, it's definitely way so much better than the other, but it's still, it's armor. It's stuff you can get done. I mean, the wire forms would be hard, but everything else is stuff you could have gotten done at a custom place for not too much money, but it looks amazing. And then we come into the problem. What's the problem, Tony? Speak to me of the problem. The very real problem is all of this, we thought, because I, like you, thought that the play field was going to have some massive, awesome art package. I mean, this machine's 12.5. The art package on it is worse. Sparkles. Not even a little worse. Sparkles. Yes, I understand. They had a stripper rub against it. That's wonderful. That's so happy. The sad thing is, you're not not the first person to tell me that. I'm sure I'm not, because it's the obvious problem. (laughs) But the actual art, like the lower playfield art on the LE, and once again, this whole LECE blah blah blah, the God, it annoys me so much. But I know. On the we, cheaper we edition, that. the LE cheaper edition, the lower playfield play art is so much better than on the CE because it's it's you know Wonka same pose, arm arms out, but you've got all this interesting stuff going on, all this stuff, the kids and everything, and then all that background with the buildings and and everything. But then on the CE, you just have it, it's light blue and dark blue in a ray pattern. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, and Wonk in the exact same position, but this time he's in a frame. Yeah, without his arm. Without his arm. Because he's spinning. Even so though it's cool. the exact same position, the exact same, in the same face. You can tell just by looking at yeah. it that they literally they just cut the arm out when they did the. And I think they, 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 I think the they took the arm together. out to put the spark. I think the sparkles are flying up to the left towards that ramp. Yeah. And then the sparkles above coming out of his hat. Right. It seems yeah. to be where the so, sparkles are. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I I really feel bad for them because it's not an improvement in any way, shape, or form when it comes to the play field. The wire forms are good though. Yeah, I like the wire. Yeah, I like the I like the candy red, the, what I call candy apple red. Yeah, that they did for the trim and the wire forms. I think that looks good. I'm fine with the new color scheme that they ran with for the play field, but. Yeah, after seeing Pirates, I really thought it was going to be something dramatic, like instead of Johnny Depp face, we get a tentacle pirate face. Right. And here, it really didn't change that much. 
And they, yeah, it seems like they kind of simplified the art to be just more color and less things from the movie, like the house missing, as you noted. Um, so I very disappointed in the new play field. I don't. I do like the pen blades, Mm. the, 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 the side art. Oh, I like, inside, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the inside art. I like machine, I like it when... When, Yeah, interior cabinet art is nice. And, I mean, people were probably already selling some aftermarket. Right. So, again, much like how you could go and get the the candy red trim done by a shop, you can go online and order this. And that's fine. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it because you have something third party available. Right, right. It's just like, okay, well, that was, that was a gimme because it was just black before. Right. So that was going to be, that's a freebie where they were going to definitely make an improvement. That topper, ugh, I could not find the term. I went through the feature matrix of Deadpool because I thought it said what they used to, whatever the, there's a fancy term that they would use for Crap. flat plastics versus the sculpts. Crap. And that's what this is. It's a bunch of flat plastics with some RGB. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, oh no. It's real, it's uh, real bad. I mean, maybe if, like you had noted, if we hadn't just seen the mobile, Black Knight Sword of Rage animatronic topper or the static topper of Medieval Madness, but it's a high detailed sculpt. Right. This is neither of those. It doesn't move and it's flat, basically. Like the Wonka chocolate bars is a, a piece of plastic held in Almost front a two dimensional image yeah. held on. <laughs> and it's not, it's just, it kind of looks cheap. It looks to me. really cheap. It look, I mean, some, I didn't include a close up photo of it, but when I first, that's the first thing that caught my eye when I saw the announcement was the topper did not impress me. No. The other thing that then caught my eye was the playfield art didn't really look very different. It was more different than I realized, but with Wonka, I guess there's only one Wonka face. It's and that's that. I don't know. Maybe 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 it's a licensing problem. Because this is everywhere all over everything yeah, Wonka related. That's what maybe, I maybe the licensure requires them to only use this one face, one pose, one everything. But if that was the case, they needed to not plaster it all over the machine because it makes it look terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the sides of the cabinet art better on the CE yes. than the LE. Uh, the sides of the back box are the same. Right. I do not like the trans light better on the CE. I like it better on the LE. Right. Because at least you got some of the kids on that. And Instead, it's just more gumdrops. 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 Yeah, it's and just probably candy. probably rubbed by a stripper. I mean, that I can kind of tell where... It being a mirrored back glass, that's an improvement. I get that. Uh, it's hard to tell that in the photo, but right. But that part, yeah, that's cool. But the art, the art seems so simplified on that. I'm a little surprised. Anyway, um, I guess I don't know why we waited for this, but we did. So. I hope they're happy with their twelve. No, the in-game game speech only being improved, right? Oh yeah, I think so. The question is how much of how many of the callouts. Uh, you get to hear her voice doing some custom style stuff for the trailer of the video I have mm-hmm. linked. Um, I like that. I like the idea of it. So, yeah. yeah. And I don't know anyone who has spoken very highly of fake grandpa narrator. So if she was actually doing all the narration for the CE version, that's a pretty nice improvement. Right. But I think that's what they actually I did. do not. I, I think, think they've thrown a few custom. I think they've outs. thrown in a few things. So, which I mean. Because if they had enough to do the to have a complete, then they should have just done it in the first place because that would have been the sales. first place. Because that would be it's like when Stern was able to get Carl Urban to go in and do the custom voice work for Star Trek. It's like it's yeah. only going to help you if you get someone from the movie. Yeah, yeah. 
or I, I love Carl or Urban. pirates. Carl pirates. Urban's they got they got what squibs or whatever his name. They got the, yeah. the first mate. Smart. That's yeah. a smart. If you can get someone from the property, do it versus a, even a sound alike. Right. Yeah. So. No, Carl. Because I love the callouts on Star Trek mm-hmm. because of the job Carl Urban did. Well, one of the biggest complaints about uh, Walking Dead when Stern released it was they didn't get anyone from the show to do anything. So other than the sides and of the cabinet, they could have gotten coral cheap. Yeah, coral, coral, coral. Get back in the car, coral. Your mom's gonna flip the vehicle again. <laughs> she don't know how to drive, coral. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, whatever. But um, yeah. So anyway, I I don't know what to say, but I I was just I I oh, but that does bring up another thought. What? This is Expo, and it's fall. Wasn't Jersey Jack supposed to have another announcement in the fall? By the end of the year. Oh. By the end of the year. and So it was just speculation that it would be an Expo that we were hearing about a few months ago. People were speculating. Right, right. Okay. And, the, and I think the, the logic behind that was that it's the last big show of the year, really. Right. I mean... Because what what else is still coming up? Well, Houston's Arcade Expo is coming up in a month, but it, that's not a huge show. Other not than really. The fact that Deep Roots going to be there, and Deep Roots going to be Raza. there. So I mean, so that's a point. Um, yeah, I uh, I think the I don't think it's happening, and I'm not I'm not going out on a limb. I've been hearing a lot of people speculate or say that it doesn't. Jack's not been reminding anyone of that statement anymore. Right. He last really did it back around June or so when the Wonkas were, were first going out. He was still saying about getting out that next game this year. Mm-hmm. And I, my, to, my speculation, the clear coat problems. I think that slowed, I think that slowed down their plans. I could see that because they don't want to have that going forward. No. And so in the, in the course of trying to deal with all the trouble that's been going on and, you know, they, they faced, I mean, they and Stern have both faced a lot of reaction online about the, because they're both having clear coat issues. Jersey Jack, at least initially, I felt faced even more criticism because initially their solution was you will buy a blank play field. So one, it's not going to be populated. So you'd have to do the swap of the mechs below and the pieces above. And you still had to pay them money. They've refunded the people who bought them and are giving out the blank play fields now for free for people who have demonstrated enough damage to the clear. Yeah. But they're still not populated. At least not in all instances. So you still have to be able to do right. all that work. Yourself. My point being is that they did not immediately go to doing populated playfields. Stern, I'm not saying Stern has. People, by and large, seem to have been giving Stern a little bit more benefit of the doubt because that happened with the ghosting of the playfield clear on Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I've heard, like, when I was on the Slam Tilt podcast a few weeks ago, Bruce Nightingale with the Silver Ball Saloon in uh, East Rochester, New York, mentioned that his one of his games, I can't remember. Oh, the Jurassic Park, the new one. It's got the clear issue. But he said that he was going to be taken care of. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he knew precisely what it was going other than he's always had his problem resolved. And so he's not worried. He just goes through his yeah. distributor I know, and they get it I know fixed. our local Wonka at 403 has it bad. 
Yeah, it looks like crap. It looks terrible. And I know that we've had several Sterns, uh, some of the Sterns that have been at Pizza West, they have had the clear issue as well. Yeah. I haven't noticed them to the degree that Wonka was. No, Wonka was but, really, Wonka was definitely but, worse than what I've noticed. But on any it of the definitely, stores. definitely both manufacturers have been having an issue with the clear coat. If you look around the posts, yeah. it, was, it was really obvious in Wonka. It wasn't a chipping case, but this, I mean, these were ripples that you could have gotten a surfboard on. <laughs> a little mini, like a little mini, like a little surf champ size. Yeah. Surf. yeah. We'll get a little silver <laughs> surfer and stick him in there. You'll sell more if you tie in Marvel. <laughs> Jersey, you want to tie Marvel in wherever you can. So that's all I had in terms of pinball updates. I figured we could probably play some twenty questions. It's we haven't been done, a little while. We haven't done that in a while, and we're not even an hour in on the show yet. So I think Ooh, it makes sense. Episode ninety nine, and that's we're, right. You're not going to be a super long one this time. That's right, we're not. So for those that aren't familiar, who are new to listening to the Eclectic Gamers podcast, welcome. Yes, welcome. And we're going to play a little game. Tony is going to ask a series of yes or no questions. It will be about a flipper pinball machine that I know he has played before. I will respond yes or no to the questions that he asks. For the first 15 questions, he cannot use any resources, online tools. But as of question 16, he may start consulting databases, websites, forums, whatever he needs to help formulate the rest of his questions. And the goal is for him to get it by question 20. And it's only ever not happened once so i'm sure we'll have been real close a whole bunch of times no real close is relevant i don't have that i think i don't have that kind of deep information you've got that you've got it all in there you just got to unleash it because we know you've played it before and that's the key yes because i remember every game i've played i don't even remember every game i played last night (sighs) i do remember every game i played last night but i can't remember exactly you know a shot-for-shot thing of the game. Sure. Let's start. Yes. That's beautiful. Having learned from the last time, I'm going to be more careful on my wording. Mm Mm-hmm. So, is it from 1980 or newer? Yes. Is it from 1990 or newer? Yes. He's so careful now. I almost lost last time because of that. so careful. Is it from 2000 or newer? No. Okay. Because that's where it got me last time. Because I mm-hmm. asked, I just asked, was it newer than 2000? Yes. And it was a 2000. And I about lost because. About, but you got it. You got it. Because you ruled out everything else. I so ruled you out knew. literally everything else. <laughs> I had like two questions left. And tried to be like, oh, you're counting a valley as a Williams or something. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, that's not, that's not what this is. This is much more basic. This is much more basic. <laughs> much more basic than that. Is it from 1995 or newer? No. I know it's not nearly as much fun listening to the questions this way compared to the old ways, but it's way yeah, better for me. You've taken everyone's fun. They uh, probably did, have already guessed what this They probably is. all already know what the machine no, is. No, they don't. Okay, so it's from 1990 to 1994. Is that another question that you're asking me? No. I am externalizing my <laughs> thought process. For our listeners, mm. and also maybe just so we can pad this time a little bit, because man, this episode's looking short. No, so we'll, they <laughs> love it short. They love it short. I, I know twenty questions. You can cut twenty questions. That might take us forty-five minutes to do twenty questions, and we can cut that thing down to like a minute and yeah. a half. Yeah, I don't. Put, <laughs> I had someone once ask me if I could keep some more breathing time in so that they could. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, 
I can't. No. Not, I, I thought, I thought, no. I thought about it and I was like, no, that's just sort of like awkward silence. I'm not yeah. going to just insert silence in. Uh, it just needs <laughs> to pace. If you can't, if you can't keep up with us, you, maybe you shouldn't just, be playing the we game. Just, we need, we just need to start pulling, getting these. So just some silence wherever you just play in, you know, in the sound. Mm. Oh, background music. Yeah, I could be like all the other podcasts that keep taking music that's copyrighted and sticking in way too long of segments. Yeah. That seems yeah. like a really great idea. Uh, so many of them do it. I'm just like, can't play an entire song, guys. You're just, you're begging to have a, a, a DCMA strike on your. Episode. Provided, you know, you were popular. Well, that, and I guess is what they rely on. Is no one <laughs> it's like, nobody likes us! Like, okay. Fair enough, but still, it's not really right to do, so maybe don't do it just because you know it's not morally right. <laughs> is it a Data East? No. And that's question five. Is it a Gottlieb? Yes. See, I even moved my tab, so I was already ready to write no. Mm. You preempt-tabbed, you pre-tabbedified. Is it Silver Slug? Yes. This is my best finish ever. Seventh. Yeah. I think my previous best was like eighth. Well, so much for... Well, we didn't pad time very well there, guys. No, no, but you know what? No. It's just kind of... It's like... Yay! Well, yeah, good. It's Silver Slugger. Yeah. Here's the thing. Very good job. Jim. I really enjoy Silver Slugger. I know you do. If I, if I had the money and a place to put it, I would probably buy your Silver Slugger. The big problem is having a place to put it. Mm-hmm. So I just don't have anywhere for it. Because I had that, I mean, and people have heard me talk about, I had an area set aside for a single You can always rearrange. Game. I can't, because I actually know for a fact I use that reading nook more often than I would use a pinball machine. No. Because I sit there every single day. And if I'm not sitting there, my wife is sitting there, or one of my children, because they love it. Mm-hmm. My oldest daughter, that's her favorite place to read now, is to sit in the Lazy Boy where with my little side table and read her books. And my youngest daughter, when she's doing her reading for school, that's where she sits and reads like half of the time, is right there. I mean, everybody uses that spot. With a pinball machine, I would be the only person to use it. Uh, garage. That's a lie. Garage. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Sweet. You have a garage and you don't park the vehicles in there, so that's the answer. Yeah, there's a reason the vehicles don't get parked in the garage, Mm-mm. Dennis. No. My garage has a path that's just wide enough for no. one person that sounds- goes out the door, into the garage, through all of the crap, none of which is mine, and to the fuse box and a split so we can go down in the basement for when the tornadoes come or when the zombies invade. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. My garage is a storage cabinet that needs to be fixed. The that, problem is, is I've thrown away almost everything I own that's in that garage. Yes. So or organized all the it rest. It sounds like the, the next major cleaning needs to maybe be focused on the garage. Oh, I want to so bad. I just kind of it's mine. I, I know. It, I know it's not. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying. I mean, I know what that's I want the to do. Because if the stuff's in storage in the garage, it's not being used, which means most of it probably doesn't need to be kept. Right. Logically. Personally. I've got crap what, in my garage I like that do, I need to go through. I'd like to get just have too. like a, like a, uh, 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 like a nine yard dumpster delivered and open the end of it and just start carrying everything in the garage mm-hmm. into the dumpster and close it. And have it One up. of the things I've started but doing. But then I have to find a divorce lawyer. No. And they're even more expensive than the dumpster yeah. rental was. You just got to get buy-in. And then there's child support. You just got to get a buy-in on the, on the destruction of And then of I'm going to have stuff. to move into your spare bedroom. Yeah, it's full of no stuff, too. I, 
Because <laughs> but that's my housemates mostly his stuff. I think I've got a chair in there. I need it just as simple. What I've started to do, Grant, this is my stuff, so I'm able to do it. Is I usually go like and just take a bag worth of like a 13 gallon bag worth yeah. of stuff and just and just throw it in my trash bin once a week. Right. Like I've been clearing out my old PC games. I'm like they don't have any value. I'm just throwing them away. Like Flight 2000. Yeah. Or Neverwinter Nights. I'm finding all these things. I'm just like. This pile of stuff goes in the rest. Actually, I'm not even taking a fresh trash bag. I take whatever room I have left in the kitchen one, and it's just like, okay, I'm going to clear a little bit of stuff out to clear some space on some shelves to move some more stuff around. But I need to do the garage, too. But not all that's mine. I said about four years ago, I went out and did that. I thought you had. Yeah. The only stuff. But that's the that's the easy answer because that's out of everyone's way, and you would be able to fit a few games in there. The problem is that unlike your garage, my garage is not sealed, mm-hmm. so I would have a um, humidity issue mm-hmm. and a temperature issue mm. because my garage will form ice inside of the garage, and it's got some cracks and issues where, like, when it snows, blowing snow will enter the garage and just stay there all winter because the garage is the same temperature as the outside. Right. So I wouldn't want to put something like a pinball machine out there because it wouldn't be playable in the winter or the summer mm-hmm. and the damage to the machine would make me sad. Right. Well, the you've got some option, challenges. My wife has already shot down my original plan, which was to get us some bunk beds and move both of the girls into the same bedroom with some bunk beds and take over one of their bedrooms oh. and move my computer and all the stuff into that yeah, room. Yeah, den. And then turn it into my personal den. Mm-hmm. But that's already been shot. So, I work with what I got. Yeah. Well, you might just have to consider some new rearrangement. It's like stacking a suitcase. You just got to figure out a way. Someday. Someday. Yeah, someday. Well, I could rearrange the bedroom. And I just put pinball machines in the master bedroom. That won't get me in trouble at all. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) not at all. But yes, you are right. That was by far, it appears, your best ever. It looks like you've had several 10th question uh, completions before as your best. So, 7th. Easily. So you see you're getting better at the game. I am. Or at least when it's something I've been thinking about recently. Speaking of games, video games. Oh, video games. This is probably not news to anybody because... It might be because these are a lot of these people are pinball people. They don't they don't have this. right. But the, that's the thing is this has gotten so big that if you watch the nightly news, you've probably heard about this. And I'm, I'm sure Activision Blizzard is real happy because you know they say any media coverage is good media coverage because people are talking about you. But when that includes a bipartisan letter from members of the Senate to you about how bad you are. I, I I don't know how good a news that is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. So, we will start at the beginning for the people who have not followed. During the Asia-Pacific Grand Masters Hearthstone Tournament, mm-hmm. um, there was what Blizzard called a competition rule violation during the post-match interview. Uh, the winner, uh, Blitzchung is the name he goes by, and two casters, uh, that were doing the interview, um, he 
talked in support, a single sentence in support of the stuff going on in Hong Kong right now with all of the protests and everything. And for that, because that is uh, against, uh, let me, I'm going to read the direct competition rules. Engaging in any act that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image, will result in removal from Grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize total to $0 US, in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and Blizzard website terms. What that directly translates to is they took away all of his winnings and they banned him for a year and they fired the casters. Mm. Yep. I I was remember I was surprised that they terminated the casters. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing is they were they were there that I mean I mean they didn't ask a question. They did some stuff that could be considered to lead up into it. Uh but they they went all out. They got rid of everybody. Um and this had a backlash. Mm. A major backlash. That included several of their biggest, uh, casters, um, quitting, like their commentators. Uh, two of them quit, including one who was set to commentate the, uh, finals at BlizzCon. Uh, pretty much every other one of their commentators put out a thing in support saying that they would honor their contracts. So they weren't going to quit because they were under contract. But they felt what Blizzard did was wrong. And Blizzard took mass fire from all sides. Yep. On that one. And eventually, they just, Blizzard did decide that maybe, maybe they were a little harsh. Uh, so they rolled it back slightly. They gave him his winnings and they reduced his, his ban to six months from 12. And then they proceeded to ban everybody else that had anything to do with anything. Uh, there was a collegiate level team that held up a support of Hong Kong sign during one of their matches on camera. The camera was quickly cut away from, and originally nothing had happened. And about four days later, they were banned from playing Hearthstone. Um, and... There's, there was a rumor going around that Blizzard has said is not true that they were banning people in any of their stream, Twitch streams that were supporting, posting stuff pro support of Hong Kong. Uh, Blizzard says that it wasn't true. That's not why people were being banned. People were being banned for spamming and that people who only, you know, posted something once wouldn't be banned. So. But this has blown up into a matter, and we had this whole issue because it, it was even a thing with, you know, the NBA had a, a, a big thing going on lately, and we've had congressmen sending them letters. We've had, it's just insane, the sheer amount of blow-up this has had. I've personally, on online forums and stuff, seen people showing their cosplay that they have set up for BlizzCon, which is next week. Yep. And it's all everybody's got, you know, no matter who they were cosplaying, but especially anybody cosplaying May are wearing the fa the Hong Kong support face masks like the, the protesters have been wearing. And a bunch of the artists, a bunch of artists have put out uh, fan art, especially of May as a pro Hong Kong uh, uh, character with big support stuff. And I've seen at least one picture of a completed 
uh, cosplay outfit done to that art specification. So what's going to be real interesting next week with BlizzCon is how they're going to handle all of this, especially since they have a open Q&A session during the opening of BlizzCon where people just come up to a mic and ask questions, and it's all aired live. So we will see. They have some of that last year where stuff was said, and while it was on the live stream, they edited out of the VODs, and we'll see what's going to happen going forward. But this is, for a company that's been hit, had such a terrible year as Blizzard has had for the last year, uh, this was not a help. No. I mean, I, while I, I imagine it's, it's pretty obvious for most people, the, the fundamental, I guess, divide here is Blizzard's claiming that this isn't done because they're trying to protect their market to the Chinese. And, but everyone thinks that it is because it's about China. Yeah. And, and, and lots and, of other political stuff. Blizzard has done political stuff. Mm. That doesn't get people banned and is considered okay. It's only the stuff that's against right. China. So you know, you know, you mean things like they're very supportive of LGBTQ mm-hmm. efforts and things like that, which obviously are controversial in some conservative circles within the U.S. and could be argued as a. I mean, it's a political stance, right? Um, and so it's some people are like, "What's the, why is there the double standard? Why are you willing to take a stand on certain things you think are moral?" But when it comes to Hong Kong, which a lot of people think uh, the independence of Hong Kong, which for those that don't know, Hong Kong is a very complicated story because Hong Kong was a was a lease to the British Empire for 99 years. And that turned over in the late 90s. I remember when that turned Mm -hmm. over. And so Hong Kong was at that time granted a great deal of autonomy because the culture of Hong Kong is different than the culture of mainland China itself. Because it was under British rule for almost a century, but it's technically Chinese now. It's not run by the British. And so given that it's, you know, there's pushback because the culture is just different in Hong Kong. Right. And a lot of people feel that the culture of Hong Kong is in support of Western values of freedom. And so if you're pro-freedom, you need to be supporting Hong Kong protesters. But Blizzard's shutting everyone down who's mentioning it. And so people see dollar, say they see dollar signs when they see that, that that's just about Blizzard. And we know Blizzard has been trying to get their products penetrating the Chinese market, and they've been having a lot of success. And the thing with the NBA that you mentioned, which I think involved the Rockets, there was that person who tweeted the support of Hong Kong ended up walking back, trying to walk back his tweet. And that was after the Chinese, which that team had a Chinese player in the NBA for a long time. And it's like the popular team for them to support. And so the government credit Chinese government criticized that statement when it came out, even though it didn't come from the NBA's official account, this was just right. This was a private person affiliated with the team saying something. So we know, and China has a history of this, the Chinese government, if, they, if you say things that are critical of them and you've got a relationship with them, they have no problem going out there and telling you that they aren't happy with that. And because of the governmental control that exists in that country, they can punish you financially. They yeah, can they, they can shut you out and they don't have any problem doing it. So um, on the flip side, some of the supporters of the player and the Hong Kong protests 
have been going so far, and I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this, Tony, to going into streams of people who are playing mostly Hearthstone, but other Blizzard games, demanding that players take stances on this now. See, I think that's wrong. I think if somebody wants to share their personal stance, they should share their personal stance. I think demanding that somebody makes a stance, especially when it's something that for so many of those streamers is their, uh, if not their primary, a very large secondary amount of their income and livelihood. I just don't think that's right morally either. That person should, should make their own choices and you shouldn't force them to do something that's mm. going to hurt them that badly right. if they don't choose to make it themselves and we've commented a few episodes ago about uh we you know we had a really in-depth discussion about things like cancel culture and that's what this seems to be flirting with because it's like and there have been lots of calls for it right if you don't say what we want you to say we'll disrupt your streams and we'll you know we'll we'll make chaos for you and we'll make your life hard if you're not taking this so that and that backlashes because they didn't like the response that they got from Blizzard. So there's this attempt to unify everyone against Blizzard. And there's a lot of unity against what Blizzard has done because mm-hmm. everyone thinks that you're just kowtowing to to the Chinese government here because you're trying to penetrate the market. And it's like there have been other controversial non-compliant with the with the rules of of conduct things that haven't had this level of ban, this level of punitive measures so i mean uh you know the long and the short of it is you're you're right tony it looks it looks really bad for blizzard because it looks they're not only do they look like they sided with the chinese government (laughs) you've now ended up in a situation where there is u.s bipartisan support criticizing them as anti as an anti-freedom company and what's interesting because of the background of it activision blizzard not just the $2 billion that they make in China every year, a 5% stake of Activision Blizzard is owned by uh, Tencent, which is the largest video game company in the world, and it's based out of China. Mm-hmm. And and Tencent has, uh, just for a quick glib of who they actually have control of, uh, they own 80% of Grinding Gear Games, They've got a majority stake of Miniclip. They own 100% of Riot Games. So they own all of League of Legends outright. Uh, they've got a uh, 14% in, uh, Glue Mobile, 11% Blue Holies. Those are mobile game players. Uh, Epic Games, 40% of Epic Games is owned by, by Tencent. Uh, 5% in Activision Blizzard, 5% of Ubisoft, 5% of Paradox Interactive, and 84% of Supercell. It's all owned by Tencent Games, or Tencent, the holding company. And video games are just part of their thing. They're a huge portfolio, but they're a massive, uh, Chinese company. And that does not help how this looks to people on the outside. Yeah, it's, I mean, and this isn't the, you know, this isn't the first time that we've, we've seen this sort of, I mean, companies, even if, you know, you've got the ownership stakes, which complicate matters. And then you've got, you've got the censorship thing and the people that want access to that Chinese market and they will play by those Chinese rules. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's one of the instances where I know people, um, uh, who they love Google. 
and they love Google products. And for me, this is my, with my own ideological stances, I never fully got over when Google went around saying that their motto is do no evil, but they had no problem censoring for the Chinese. Mm-hmm. And I got to admit, it, it still tilts me. That Understandable. They, because they wanted that market. And so it's like, well, I guess you, I guess, I guess your uh, no evil has a limit, doesn't it? And that is, well, we won't. And I just, you know, pulling it, looking up here again about how it was only earlier this year, a few months ago, where Google finally went out and confirmed they terminated Project Dragonfly, which was their censored Chinese search engine they were developing. But they've never had problems doing other censorship through the main engine when you go to Google.cn. Right. No, they don't because they have to if they want to do the work. And and so I'm just saying, and so for, for me, it was always just this company isn't really any nicer than Yahoo or Microsoft or any other one to quit playing like Google's like this good corporation because they sell out oh, just as hard. There is no they good sell out. They sell out because they it's about do. because they're in the business to make money. And that's what Activision Blizzard was trying to do here. Added complication with that ownership stake, even if it's just a small, I mean, 10% is pretty big for a company. Five. Or five, excuse yeah. me. 5% is pretty big though for, I mean, Activision's like the biggest pu- video game publisher there is, I believe. I think they're number one. Well, With Tencent EAB. is other one. They're they're number one in the West. We're number one in the West. Yeah, because Tencent owns right. so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of uh, of yeah, Western followed by EA, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, so how big of a cluster do you think uh, BlizzCon is going to be? Oh man, it's you know, I've never done the virtual BlizzCon ticket. <laughs> I'm so tempted. So you can so, so so you so you can watch all of the live stream of everything going on at BlizzCon. I have to admit, I'm tempted. I'm so tempted mm. because I want to see the opening session like that. Hey, maybe when they do their quarterly report, they'll be able to say, well, we sold more virtual tickets, so we got that going yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> we made even more money than ever, so we're going to go yeah. ahead and fire some more people. No, because, you know, BlizzCon was supposed to be all about uh, Diablo, Overwatch 2 is supposed to yeah. be revealed, and now all I'm hearing anyone talk about is Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard, I've heard from sources that have a very firm positive track record, as in way more correct leaks than false leaks, that Diablo 4 is an announcement this year, uh, Diablo 2 remasters announcement this year, uh, the pretty, and it's been real solid that Overwatch 2 will be announced as a single player game. That way they don't override their Overwatch. Yeah, I've been hearing, seeing a little, you know, just to get on that one a little bit. I've been hearing reports that there may be a PvP component, it will, but it's not going to be the same as regular yeah. Overwatch. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Like, is it going to be a completely different genre style of combat? That would or? be my guess. Because, uh, because I agree. I mean, Overwatch has PvP Overwatch. It's like, it's like Dota and League. It's got its own legs. So if you're going to do stuff with that, you should just do expansions. It may, it just makes sense. That's right. You don't want to divide your community. Yeah. Where if you do, if it's, I mean, it could be one of those things, who knows? It could be just a pure deathmatch type thing. Mm. Uh, or what I think is more likely is it'll be something like Tetris. Yes. It'll be like Tetris. No. Well, it, puzzle it, quest Tetris or not it, puzzle, uh, what, what, super street puzzle fighter style Tetris. <laughs> I don't remember the full name. Don't judge me. <laughs> well, what I was saying is it might be more like, um, like the Plants vs. Zombies game. Oh, like where, a, where okay. it's like an active story, but 
you're playing on both sides, or like uh, Left for Dead. Okay. Where where you've got people playing on the good and the bad side while going through an active storyline. Mm. Okay. So something like sort of linear. Right. So huh. it's not just That'd it, be fun. It, it's not just like the 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 big match uh uh, uh goal thing. It, it's literally it's like, "Oh, okay, we're playing Overwatch and the other people are playing Talon." And they're trying to stop each other as mm. you're going through okay. with missions and go. Is that the truth, or is that just me yeah. playing the sky dreaming? Who knows? That's yeah. just my thoughts. Yeah, that's almost uh, as good as the Tetris guess. So yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they're both as likely to be valid. Shmup. It's just oh gosh, that would be hilarious. Yep, PvP shmup. We're PvP both shmupping each other. It's like Geometry Wars, but we're shooting at each other. Twin stick shooter shmup. <laughs> oh. It's like Tempest, but you're both on opposite yes. sides of the tunnel, spinning yeah. around yeah. each other, <laughs> shooting at each other. See, that would be, it yeah. writes itself. It, it, yeah, no, that'd be the perfect game. Mm-hmm. The greatest game. So, yeah, that's where most of video games are. There's little things, but nothing. This has been so dominant. I felt like this was the main it was. thing we should It's talk been about. almost everything I'm seeing anything about. Yeah, and like I said, I've been seeing this in in like front page of like the BBC. This isn't just in my video game searches. Nope. This is nope. It's showing everywhere. up. It's showing up on Forbes, Washington Post, New York Times, CNN. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. So, well, I guess we made it to the end of the show. See, we that did. actually turned out to be a fairly meaty segment. It did. It did. We're about on our regular episode time, according <laughs> to my timeline. So. Um, for those of you, we mentioned at the beginning, but you can always email the show, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. We're also quite accessible at facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're available on Twitch and Twitter and the Instagrammies as eclectic underscore gamers. Yeah. I almost said Overwatch for some reason. No, no, but no, no. We do play Overwatch, play but, but Overwatch. the podcast you isn't on. You haven't. Abandoned Overwatch in support of Hong Kong. No, I've all, because I already paid for it. So, so um, that's about. But I play as May, and I, I like to think I'm freezing the communists <laughs> with my with my ice beam. That's the way to do it. And then I'm like, yeah! May is May. Yes. So until next time, when we will have episode 100, which yeah, may triple or may digit not be special. Yeah, or it may or may not. It'll be, be special this. inside. It'll feel special right inside. here in the heart. Meanwhile, we'll think about good walkout music for days. Yeah, think yeah, good walkout music. And if you have suggestions on stuff for us to do for the episode, just write in and tell us what you yep. want, what you want to see, or if you just want a regular episode, we'll do a regular episode. We're yeah. a pretty regular episode for fifty, I think. Yeah, we yeah. didn't. Re- we 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 mentioned it. We don't do a lot. I don't think we even hit fifty as hard as we did like sixty six. Well, that was because that was a that was more joke. fun. That was, that was more, fun. more fun. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Bye, everyone. See ya.